You look forward to seeing you at the auction. At Thibodeau Regional, we're proud to announce we've received HealthGrade's 2017 Outstanding Patient Experience and Patient Safety Excellence Awards. What's more, we're the only hospital in Louisiana to achieve both awards four years in a row. Why should this matter? Because it confirms two things. Our commitment to quality and your satisfaction. Both very important when it comes to your family's health care. Thibodeau Regional, once again recognized by Health Grades for providing outstanding quality care. For more info, go to Thibodeau.com. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the king at 909-KING. At Wendy's, March is madness. With our breakfast baconator, sausage, egg, and Swiss croissant, both made with fresh cracked eggs, or even a honey butter chicken biscuit. And we're just getting warmed up. Get 50% off the official breakfast of March Madness when you order through the Wendy's app. Choose wise. Choose Wendy's. For a limited time, participating Wendy's via app offer only. Account registration required. No discount applies to taxes or fees. Not valid with any other offer. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Sports Hangover. Alongside, I'm Jordan Cleaver alongside General D. Um, we had a very entertaining hour, a lot of phone calls. Again, that's 800-998-1003. If you want to partake in the show, buddy, we'll answer your phone call. Um, lots to get into. We uh, talked to Ty Graffinini, the voice of the Pelicans, last hour at 1230. Um Upcoming in about 15 minutes, we'll have Vegas himself, Raphael Esparza, to talk about the March Madness, um, everything that's happened so far, and updated Super Bowl odds. And then at 1.30, we'll get Andrew Lopez on. He covers the Pelicans for ESPN. And we'll just talk more about the San Antonio Spurs. But first, we have to start every hour on a Friday with this. General B, I don't know about you, but I'd be a boat weekend for me. You're a boat guy? That's right. I'm a boat guy. I do, I do it after, I even do it after the show today. Unless you're you're going to go like fishing or you're going to just go out just there and just hang just on the cruise. water? Just yeah. cruise a little bit. You got any spots that you always go check out? Is it like, the, the, you know, the like ch- a little honey the, hole the, you go to? The Chifuncta, the Chifuncta River. Gotcha, gotcha, Usually right. just take the boat out the bayou and go to the Chifuncta. That's right, you're a St. Paul wolf. Right? Yeah, I am a wolf. Yeah, that's right. I am a wolf. And you're a Jesuit, right? That's right. And that is right. I'm a blue jay, that's correct. <laughs> but anyway, it is Friday. Um, like I said, we have Raphael Esparza coming up here in a few minutes and Andrew Lopez. But we, we actually have some breaking yeah, news. Yeah, General D, we have some breaking yeah, so, news that happened a few minutes ago. Yeah, so, uh, Pat Ford reported, 
um, that the that the Florida job that they you know with make white leaving or being let go, uh, they're closing on a deal to hire San Francisco's Todd Golden, and he was a guy that they talked about that were probably pro- possible prospects for LSU. Um, you know, there there was some some talk about who would be the next coach because of the whole Will Wade mm-hmm. situation. Um, but it looks like you know this guy is going to get his opportunity to go to Florida, and uh, he's been a great coach while he's been at San Francisco, and uh, I think it's a good hire. Yeah, and that's something that LSU, a lot of LSU fans are going to have to look out for. Um, I mean, you you just told me a few minutes ago that they they lost a, a top recruit that they're they're trying to get, and it's be- a lot of, because of the Will Wade situation and. Him not going to be him not being the coach anymore for the LSU Fighting Tigers. Yeah, unfortunately, that's going to be the the beginning of of many that are going to be coming out um, and that they're going to lose. I believe it was Julian Phillips, five star basketball player, um, was seemed to be a lock to come to LSU, but now with the Will Wade uh, exit, uh, he's one that's going to open his recruiting back up. And more than likely, that you know the, the LSU program is going to see a bunch of sanctions. Um, you know, may lose some scholarships and so forth. So that's going to hamstring whoever the new coach coming in is going to be. I know that LSU um, almost, in a sense, gave up the basketball program so that the football program can continue to be the, the moneymaker. Um, and it's unfortunate for Will Wade. You know, you wait all this time, and now NIL's in place, so you can, in a sense, do exactly do what he was doing. Legally, quote Yeah, unquote. he can give him a, a strong-ass offer. But the, the thing that I think is impressive about um, – the, the job or, you know, why would it be attractive to somebody? Because I do think that in today's day and age with NIL, with the ability for the transfer portal, you can reload pretty quickly, um, but we have to understand what's the parameters that are going to be with the NCAA violations. So until that comes out, it's going to be very difficult for a coach to say, I'm coming unless it's just such a big pay raise. You know, if the guy, uh, like you were saying, Shaheen and Holloway was like, you know, I'm not saying he's the guy, but if a guy's only making $200,000 a year, 250 and you're going to give him 1.1 or something or something crazy, um, that's a huge payday. I mean, obviously we're not talking about going after John Calipari, who's probably going to be in a little trouble over there with the fact that, that Kentucky's expecting national championships or deep runs into the Elite Eight every year. Um, but I still think you need to go after a coach that has some skins on the wall, that can write the ship, that's going to run a program clean. And I say clean because now it's it's you know it's kind of the Wild West. But LSU does have some deep pockets. One thing that I will give uh, Wade is the fact that he brought excitement back to the program. Absolutely. And he's nothing but he's been a phenomenal recruiter. I've had my issues with him in some in-game management and also sometimes the style of play that they go after. But if you look at him overall of what he's been able to do in his time at LSU, he's one of the winningest coaches that's been there. And yeah, I mean, what was the what was the program like before even like I I think I was there for either his first or second year when I was a freshman, and that place was packed. And I don't think well, it was ever like the, that. The problem that LSU's had is that over the years they haven't been able to sustain success. They've had these peaks and valleys. I mean, you've had three of the all-time greatest players in the history of basketball. Shaquille O'Neal, Bob Pettit, and Pistol Pete Maravich that have played for LSU. And that's not even considering putting... We're not going to put Ben Simmons in there. We're not going to put Ben out. We're not going to put Ben in there. But but the other one would be probably Mahmoud Abdul-Roof when he was at Chris, Chris Jackson when he was at LSU, was a phenomenal player. And one thing that when the program was probably at its its peak, 
was that they could recruit, and that was Dale Brown's forte. He was more of a recruiter, a great guy out there handshaking and bringing in the talent, maybe not the best X and O guy, but they were able to win. Maybe didn't win the championships like some of these other programs were, but at least made LSU basketball relevant. And John Brady had his success when he was there. I know there was a report that John Brady might be interested to come back and and kind of right the ship. Uh, you know, I think that if I think that ship has sailed. If you're bringing him back to be a lead assistant, I think that's a different proclamation. You know, I think you could do that. But this is going to be you know a reclamation project very similar to what's happening with with the Saints if they have Deshaun Watson coming in. Um, you know, the, there's a stain on LSU basketball. It can be overcome. And I think it'd be overcome relatively quickly once we know what the what the the, the parameters of the violations are. Yeah, I, I, there's a lot to play. Not there's a lot to play for for the players tonight because LSU does play against number eleven Iowa State. It at takes the pressure away. On TBS. So yeah, it basically tonight it's tonight they're going to be free flowing. I mean, they are going to sh- come out and they're going to galvanize themselves around because they as kids, you know, they think that Coach Wade was done a disservice. You know, they've been kicked to the curb, especially when they've seen the allegations that happened with football and, and some of the internal things that are going on with the sexual assault type stuff that was kind of covered up over the years with the program. And basketball is going to be hung out to dry because of some of the, the, the money allegations that are there. Now, granted, do I think there's those are true? Absolutely, I do. But I don't think that LSU's a program that's the only one that's out there doing it. The unfortunate thing is that they got caught. But this team is going to rally around itself, and the team that they play tonight struggles to score the basketball. LSU is not a great, you know, offensive team, but I think their defense is going to lead to offense. And if they are free-flowing, their type of team, when they get on a roll, it's lights out. I mean, they could jump up by 20 on you. If they get in a hole, it's going to be their press is going to have to get them back in the game. But it's going to be fun to watch them tonight, and I think they're going to play loose, and I think they will get past this this, this game um, and, you know, we'll see what happens as they advance in the tournament. For sure, yeah. I mean, a bunch of games are going on right now. Uh, early game, Loyola, Chicago, Ohio State. That was the first game that tipped off. It's still going on. About four minutes left in that one. So if you're keeping up with the March Madness, you're in your car, not able to watch it, that scores 46-34. to 34. I don't know if you still have a perfect bracket yet, General D. I, no. I did... 20, I did all 25, but I did the random. I did the randomization. Oh. So, like, but I did four legitimate ones. Yeah. The other was, what, Mike 21. and Mike used to the sheets of integrity or something, but, you know, they used to just do the one. Actually, I was so busy this week, I didn't get an opportunity to um, to fill out a bracket. But I tell you what, the fact that there's sports betting now on the app uh, took a couple of games. I've been excited to, to go through that route, you know, you know, put a couple dollars on the game, and it was it's actually been fun. Not having done the entire bracket, but guess what? Only 1% of the brackets that are out there are still perfect. So, you know, I, I think you need to be looking at college basketball for what actually occurred last night with the Cinderella-type story. As you get down into the tournament, obviously, the cream rises to the top. The guys with the most talent are going to probably be, you know, there. You might see a, a team that sneaks in. But uh, another thing that we're forgetting about is LSU baseball open up this weekend. Yeah. You know, so March Madness has started. I mean, baseball, they got they got Texas A&M coming in and uh I think it's a great thing to get them off to to a good start. This is a team that has a lot of promise. Unfortunately, Blake Money uh got injured, uh but I believe that he has uh it, it's it's not a long-term injury. He may come back and you might see him on Sunday. And um, and some of the guys that have actually been pitching I've been watching some of the midweek games and saw that um Razelman has been a guy that, that man, he was throwing 96-97. It was amazing to see because it didn't look like he was throwing hard. 
And then you have uh, guys like Hilliard are going to be in, into the mix. And they have a pretty deep staff. Uh, but I think you just haven't had that one guy step up. And it looked like Blake Money was going to be that guy, that Friday night starter, um, to really kind of make some noise. But I tell you what, the bats have been amazing. And, you know, your, your top three guys, Barry, um, Trey Morgan, and Cruz have been all but average. I mean, they've, they've been everything that you're looking for. Yeah, that, uh, the weekend series with L- number 16 LSU and Texas A&M uh, starts tonight at 6.30 at Alex Box Stadium. So, hey. Who, who's pitching tonight? Is it saying? I, I believe that they've kind of had to, to, you know, mix up their lineup a little bit of who's going to pitch. But I do think that this team can get off to a good start because the bats are going to be there. And I believe that um, Texas A&M has been underachieving this year. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're not the same program that LSU is. And it's nice for them to get off to a good start, hopefully win the series, if not could get a sweep. Uh, and really put that trajectory on the baseball because baseball this year with with Johnson is looks like I mean man he looks like a home run hire. I've liked everything that he's done thus far. I know LSU expects to win every ball game that that that's there, but um you know baseball's uh, is a different animal, especially you know, here in South Louisiana. I mean we we have you know a bunch of you know coaches come on every single Thursday. We have Coach Matt Riser from Southeastern come on. UNO Privateers head coach come on. So I. A lot of these teams, Nichols head coach, a lot of these teams, you know, they're very good baseball teams that looking to make a run. A lot of homegrown talent, too. There's, you know, if you look at some of the travel teams that are out there, I have a nephew that plays travel ball, and um, and if you look at high school baseball, I, I'm not really a, 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 a major league baseball fan, but I love high school baseball and I love college baseball. And it's almost the reason somebody asked me this, because of the unpredictability of what's going to occur. You know, a ball hits it in majors, a guy hits hits, hits a, a ball to second base. I mean, it, the play's being made. You hit one in, in high school with a pop-up or something, you never know what's going to happen. The same thing in college, uh, you know, a, one overthrow or a, kind of a, a bad play can just open up a game. I was actually attending, I, I graduated from Tulane, and I attended the uh, Mississippi State Tulane series, and actually when they had that walk-off home run, and Tulane actually took the series from Mississippi State, Mississippi State's another team that, you know, even though they come off the national championship and it is pretty much reloaded, they've gotten into their heads a little bit. You know, they've come out and gotten behind on some occasions and they're pressing because they're thinking they need to be better than they are. It's a little bit different when you're the, when you're the hunted instead of you're the hunter. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll get more into, um, all things March Madness this upcoming segment out of the break with Rafael Esparza, um, VSI Doc Sports the way you follow him over on Twitter and you can comment on our question of the day friday's question of the day should the saints move on or wait for deshaun watson you could comment at espn radio nola over on twitter or call in 800-998-1003 i'm jordan Kleber, and that's general d filling in for gus cattengill as he's in phoenix you're listening to the flagship station of new orleans pelicans espn radio nola Finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, we're ready with truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily, plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope, Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road, Homa. Hi. 
I'm Mike Gwynn with Gwynn Auction Company, and I would like to invite you all to our upcoming public auction on Saturday, March 19th at 10 a.m. in Jennings, Louisiana. This auction will feature late model Caterpillar equipment in addition to selling surplus equipment and vehicles for government entities, contractors, and lending institutions. To view our inventory or bid online, go to GwynnAuctions.com. When searching us on maps, simply search Gwynn Auction Company. We look forward to seeing you at the auction. How do you make the most of your mow? Tony and Melissa do it on a John Deere Z-Track mower, so they can... Get as much done as possible. I jump out of the house, a cup of coffee, and I'm at work. It's just really fast! There are millions of ways to make the most of your mow. How will you make the most of yours? Nothing runs like a deer. Run with us. Visit Home Attractor today next to the tunnel. Talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Ah, good one, buddy. Whenever you hear that sound, you know, Vegas is himself, Raphael Esparza, is on the phone line. How you doing, Raphael? How's your Friday afternoon going? Doing pretty well. I mean, you know, watching some hoops. Getting ready to watch some soccer, you know, watch some ponies go around in a circle pretty soon. An active day. You're not fully committed to the March Madness grind? Uh, I mean, it, it's a grind. I think, I think yesterday was a more of an excitement. Now you're just waiting for the next uh, three days to be over with and concentrate on the Sweet 16. But uh, if you're a Kentucky fan, you're probably looking at maybe baseball season. Ooh, I, I saw yesterday um, you were actually on – ESPN Baton Rouge, and you were calling for uh, the upset over Kentucky. You said St. Peter's, if there was a number two seed that can go down, it's Kentucky. Hey, you were right. Go pat yourself on the back. Yeah, I did say that. I thought the Peacocks, a uh, very experienced team, uh, and I thought they could cause problems if they played their tempo. And that's what we saw yesterday in a lot of these games. Teams who played their tempo won, and teams who didn't uh, are at home on my couch watching the rest of the March Madness. <laughs> So, Raphael, what what games are you looking forward to today? Is LSU one that, you know, could go either way? Will Iowa State kind of knock them off, or do you see LSU kind of taking this one? That game has just got me intrigued because I want to see how LSU comes out. This is their first official game of no will wait. How are these kids going to react with an interim coach? How are these kids going to react being in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, with a brand-new guy that's yelling at them and stuff? So I'm more intrigued on how the team mentally. They sh- I think they have a better talent. Than Iowa State, but if they struggle on offense, uh, then they might be going home. But I think LSU, if they can play their style of game defense first, I think they can win this game. But again, this game has all too many question marks for me. All right, so we're going to run through them real quick, and then we'll get into some NFL news because I'm just, I know you're so excited oh, about this, this Deshaun Watson me. situation. But before we get to that, I know I know Raphael, you got to hold your horses real quick. Uh, Let's start with the 145 game since all these other ones have already tipped off. Let's see, Delaware up against Villanova. What you got in that one? Uh, I like the Blue Hens to cover this one. I say uh, get that plus 15, and I would not be shocked if this game goes over. The total has moved uh, 3.5 points already. Now it's 135.5. If Delaware could put some points up there, uh, I think they cover. I think Villanova, of course, wins the game, but I think the Blue Hens take the cover. Miami, USC. Uh, I like Miami in this one. Uh, I just think they have the better talent. I think they can control the boards. I like the plus two. 
over on TNT, number 11, Notre Dame, up against number 6, Alabama. I like, I like Notre Dame in this one. I, I don't know, Raphael. I don't know what you're thinking. If Notre Dame was playing yesterday, of course you would have to play Notre Dame on St. Patrick's Day. Everyone else who had a Saints. I know. Why didn't they do that? I don't know. Everyone else had a Saints on their name one yesterday. I, I kind of go with you. If Notre Dame can hit the three ball, then I think Alabama will go down. Uh, but if Bama can, can play their defense, this one's going to be nail-biter. I think Notre Dame covers. Virginia Tech up against number 6 Texas. I like if the Hokies play like they did last weekend. Uh, they're going to bust a lot of brackets, which I think a lot of brackets already busted. I like the Hokies. They played outstanding last weekend. Chattanooga, Illinois. I know everybody in the media, ESPN, Fox, they all like the mocks. They all are saying we're upset in this one. <laughs> I like Illinois in this one. I think that they squeeze out a victory. I think they do a, a cover on late free throws. I've been saying Illinois is going to kind of go far in this in this tournament. I don't, that that might just be me. But next up, we have CSU Fullerton up against Duke. How crazy would it be if Coach K's last game is a big upset against the number fifteen seed? I don't do brackets, but I wouldn't have Duke going far, and I would be very scared of the Titans in this one. Because let's face these two kids. I think they're just drained from all the saga of Coach K's last job. I, last game, last this, last that. I think it's draining on these kids. I would not be shocked. I like the Fulton plus the points, plus 18 and a half. We might see 19 because this game goes at 7-10. Wright State, Arizona. Do we even have to go over this one? I, I'm pretty sure you're going to say Arizona. Uh, I, I, Arizona, and I would not be shocked if Arizona covers this one either. I think they blow out Wright State. UAB, Houston. Uh, if UAB could put up 80 like they averaged all season long, we could have an upset right here in the Blazers. I like the Blazers plus the points. I think Houston squeezes out a victory. This game goes over and love watching UAB play offense. Davidson, Michigan State, and one of my, uh, random, my random generation, uh, March Madness practice, I had Davidson winning it all. Uh, well, I guess, I guess you think Steph Curry's playing in this game, but I like Michigan State. I think a head coach, I think it's going to be the big difference to coaching. I like Michigan State with a soft number one. Well, no, Steph Curry's still injured, I thought, so maybe he gets healed in time. Colgate, Wisconsin. I'm a Crest guy, so I like the Badgers on this one. <laughs> I think, I think everybody's all over Colgate on this one. I think Wisconsin, I'll play some good ball. If it wasn't for that loss against Nebraska a couple weeks ago, they would be probably be a better seeded. And then finally, TCU Seton Hall. Uh, man, this this game was a pick'em this morning, and I like and I took Seton Hall pick'em. Now it's minus one and a half. I like the Hall. I just think they're bigger, athletic. They're going to control the boards. I think Seton Hall passes TCU. All right, it's time to get into the important stuff for a lot of New Orleans Saints fans. Oh, the Deshaun Watson. Give us an update, Raphael. What what are the what are the odd updates for Vegas? Um, if he comes to New Orleans, what what is what is the Super Bowl looking like? I don't think it looks good. I mean, cause oh come on, he's going to be probably out eight to ten games next year. So it's not like he's you're going to trade. You're going to get get rid of all these trades, first round picks, and he's probably going to miss games. I, I just don't see the hype uh, around all this for three first round picks uh, with, with the guy that's not going to be. All season long. That means the defense is going to be older next year when he can play a full season. I, I don't understand. I don't understand the, uh, the hype on this. Uh, and I think he picks the Saints. Uh, but I think the longer it goes, I think the Falcons have a chance. I think I, I think if he was going to choose the Saints, he would have chosen them already. I, in my view, 
I think the longer this goes, because uh, I know his family and friends want Atlanta, and they want Atlanta bad. Right, and also the AFC West, Devontae Adams being traded to the Las Vegas Raiders. What's that whole? What's that looking like over? Uh, obviously, I mean uh, Las Vegas for you guys. I'm sure you're happy yep. about that, huh? That's big, and I, it was just announced before I jumped on the air that Amazon Prime is going to pay-per-view all AFC West teams because they're so stacked. I think it should be pay-per-view prices, forty nine ninety nine. Come on, get out of here. I'm not paying them more, even more money to watch those games. Come on. Best, co- best conference in football, and I think the Super Bowl comes out of the AFC this year. Oh, really? No. Name me, name me an NFC team. No, I was, no, I was being sarcastic with you. I mean, NFC is weak this year, very weak. Hey, I, I, good luck to you. I mean, that's going to be hard for your for your Raiders to get out of that uh, to get out of that alive to even go to the Super Bowl. So, hey, go for it. A double digit team, a team in the AFC West might not make the playoffs. <laughs> hey, Raphael, this is General D. I got a question for you. Texas Tech's a team that I got my eye on. I've watched them play a couple times earlier in the year. And they seem like they have a, a team that could make a little deep run. Do you do you see that their path, or, or what's, what's your thoughts on Texas Tech? I do. I mean, I think they're they're blowing out uh, Montana State uh, right now. So I see that, and, and they get an easy matchup between Alabama uh, and and next one. So I see them going to the Sweet Sixteen. Now it could be a little bit different. If you're at Texas Tech, you don't want to play Duke. I, I think you'd be rooting for Michigan State, Davidson, or, or, or the Titans. So. I see them going to the Sweet 16 pretty easy, and they can easily upset, which I don't think Gonzaga is going to go to the Elite Eight. They can easily upset either Memphis or Arkansas going into the uh, to the Final Four. And the last thing I have for you is uh, on Bet Online, they had the Saints even probably by like an hour ago um, minus two hundred to to land the Sean Watson, and they had the Falcons at plus one fifty. Yeah, uh, we had that up early this morning, and then I, I took it down. I'm like, because between those two teams, and I'm just afraid that the longer this goes, I think the longer the ATL might swoop in and get them. I think that the Saints, if he chooses the Saints, he needs to do it in the next 24 to 36 hours. The longer it goes, I think the ATL and his family, who I think are, are the biggest influencer on why he goes, he chooses the Atlanta, uh, will get into his ear. Do you think that they're able to pull off the trade? If that's the case, I mean, do you think that Atlanta, you know, Matt Ryan giving them the, the, the more time for the bonus to hit, um, that they're trying to make that trade with Indy? And do you think that actually happens and they have the cap space to, to get him in? Yes, I do. And don't, I think Baker Mayfield goes to Indy. I don't think, uh, Matty Ice goes to, uh, Indy. So, uh, keep an eye out for that. I think they do. And, and I think they're selling it not on this year. I think they're selling Atlanta for next year. They're going to have a huge uh, amount of money for next year. And let's face it, these teams are a battling for him. They have to realize he's going to be gone eight to ten games this year because the NFL is mm-hmm. going to probably make an example. If they suspended a guy all season for gambling, what are they going to do with a guy for 22 <laughs> allegations? Where do you see Matty Iceland in then? Uh, I see Seattle. Uh, maybe the goal and just uh, jumping in his car and driving to Carolina. Uh, would not be a case. <laughs> maybe the Jets. Uh, might be something like that, or maybe even the Texans. But I would not be shocked if either uh, Mayfield or Matty Ice go to the, uh, Seattle. Interesting. So, so no Mayfield to the New Orleans Saints. If all else fails. Uh, I have them at eight to one to uh, for oh, Baker Mayfield oh. to be the quarterback of the Saints in Week One. So Saints eight to one. All right, let's move on to UFC Fight Night. What we got this weekend over on ESPN Plus? 
Uh, it's in London, so I guess that's good. So I guess the time will be a little bit different, so I won't have to battle uh, college hoops and UFC. But it's a nice heavyweight uh, fight, and it should be interesting in both calls. Uh, he's coming back from a bad loss. He's getting plus money against Tom Aspinelli. Uh, I like Volkov. I like the underdog in it. But I can't wait to watch the Dan Hooker-Arnold Allen fight. That's probably going to be the fight uh, of the night. It's going to be very interesting to see that one. Transitioning to the NBA, uh, your New Orleans Pelicans play tonight, Rafael. I know that's your favorite team to talk about. They play the San Antonio Spurs. What is that looking like? Are, are, the, are the Pelicans favored in that one? It's huge implication for the play-in tournament. Um, gain a lot of, you know, Position if the San Antonio Spurs win this one against the Pelicans. I like the Pelicans when they were plus three, but now they're dropped down to two, two and a half. Come I don't on. think there's any value on that one, but I think the Pelicans, this is a game that the Pelicans are, are going to have to look back if they win this one or lose this one and say, hey, you know what? Friday, March 18th is the reason why we might not be in a playoff. This is a key game for them. I like the Pelicans winning tonight. Well, that's the last thing I had for you, Raphael. I wanted to leave off on a positive note because I knew that you were going to say that. Um, you could follow Raphael over on Twitter at VSI Doc Sports and go check out his social media page because every single morning he posts something over on his Twitter page. I know Gus doesn't like to give you that credit, but I notice it, Raphael, um, that you're doing the people a service on what they should pick for whatever day that is games um, that's going to be uh, played that day. So go check him out over on Instagram. Um, do you have a YouTube page as well? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Stock Sports over on my YouTube page and stuff like that. And I'll give you guys, don't, don't sleep on the Titans. If we see a Tuesday go down, I think Coach K is on my couch the rest of the weekend watching college hoops. I think the Titans cover, but wouldn't shock me if they win outright. I'll make sure to clip that soundbite for you, and I'll post it on social media if you are right, and I'll, I'll give you all the credit, Raphael. Take it easy, guys. Have a great weekend. I appreciate it. That's Raphael Esparza. Again, you can follow him over on Twitter at VSI.Sports. When we come back, um, I guess we'll talk more about um, March Madness or, you know, talk about more of the NFL uh, trades that happened the other day or free agent signings. You're listening to the Sports Hangover. I'm with, I'm Jordan Cleaver alongside General D here on the Sports Hangover, your flagship station of the New Orleans Pelicans, ESPN Radio Nola. Your life is mobile, so is your bank. As a state bank and trust company account holder, you can check your balances, view transactions, transfer funds, and pay bills anywhere or anytime with state bank and trust companies online banking or mobility app. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's a lot of doctors. More doctors, more services, treating more conditions. And keeping more families healthy. World-class medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional. 
Dell's semi-annual sale is the perfect time to power up productivity and gaming victories. Now you can save what Dell employees save on high-performance tech. Save 17% on XPS and select Alienware computers with Intel Core processors. Plus, check out exclusive savings on Dell monitors, headsets, and accessories for greater immersion in all you do. Upgrade today by calling 800 by Dell. That's 800 by Dell, or you can visit dell.com slash semi-annual sale. The job search can be a frustrating journey filled with long, lonely hours on a computer and countless attempts to get noticed by employers. ZipRecruiter gets it. No one wants to feel alone in their job search. That's why ZipRecruiter's AI does so much of the work for you. They save you time by sending you jobs you can apply for with one click, and they pitch your profile to employers. So you stand out. Job seekers, feel the love. Sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com. New Orleans Pelicans basketball is on the air. Bounce feed to Jonas. Up top, B.I. Straight away three. Good! Bucket! Bucket! Good! Ingram, hook pass left corner, C.J. Catch and shoot three. Down for McCollum! Hi, this is Todd Graffinini. Join John DeShazer and me as the Pelicans take on the Atlanta Hawks. Sunday at 5 p.m. on ESPN 100.3 New Orleans. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Well, 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 who do we have on the phone line? None other than Andrew Lopez. At underscore Andrew underscore Lopez is the way to follow him over on Twitter. He is your NBA reporter for ESPN. Mainly does your stuff with the, your New Orleans Pelicans. They play tonight against the San Antonio Spur, Spurs. Um, I'm Jordan Kleber alongside General D. How you doing, Andrew? I am, I am good, man. I am only, I will, I will say this. When you, you sent me a text message this morning mm-hmm. asking me if I should, can be on the show. Okay. I am only on the show because General D is your co-host. I just want to come on. Right now. <laughs> I get no respect only... over here. I, I'm just that. You want honesty from your guests? This is what I'm giving you. <laughs> the only reason I am here is because General D. If you wouldn't have told me that, I'd be like, you know what? I'm gonna sleep. I'm gonna, you know, I've had a cold all week. I don't, I don't want to talk to anybody. But once you threw that in there, I was like, well, I got to well, come on now. That's the reason why I said it, because I knew that would be your first response. Is if I just said, "Hey, can you come on the show today at one thirty and just left it at that, I, I knew I probably would have got a certain emoji, um, and then d- it would have just been left at that. And by a certain emoji, the the one finger salute. You, you're absolutely right. It would one hundred percent have been the one finger salute. You are well. Well, I, well you know well, what? I, I appreciate you learning. Like you're you're learning. Like this is very good. Good job. Well, Andrew, I appreciate you coming on and uh, give us your time. The question I got for you, obviously, the the ramifications of this game are huge tonight. I mean, this is really a kind of spot where it's most like a playoff game. The way the Pelicans have to win this ball game to give them some separation. What do you think the keys of this game are? Uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier. I don't know if you had an opportunity to listen, and I really think that 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 Valanciunas has got to get Pirtle in some foul trouble, and they've got to be able to contain their guards. And if they do that and keep the game simple. And don't allow um, to get latent shot clocks and start taking difficult shots. If we can get some steals and get out in transition, 
this game is is very within our reach. It's unfortunate that B.I. will not be available, but I do think that this is a game that we have to have won and I think it's attainable. What's your thoughts? Yeah, no, for sure. I think the biggest key is is containing DeJounte Murray first. I mean, this guy is a triple threat, uh, triple-double threat every night now. Um, he was an all-star for a reason. Um, I caught some flack for saying he should be an all-star ahead of Brandon Ingram uh, around the all-star break when we were looking for who, was, who the snub was going to be. Uh, but, I mean, that's the kind of player that DeJounte has been all year, a guy who could literally go out there and give you 20, 10, and 10 every night. I think the, the biggest key for me to, to start the game is where you struggled, um, you know, since, since that four-game win streak, really, when everything kind of looked like, you know, things were going in the right direction, you were winning games by 30, you were beating good teams by 32, right? Like, you weren't just, like, beating – you know, the teams you were supposed to be, you were trouncing teams like Utah. So I think since then, obviously injuries have played a key, health and safety protocols have played a key, but the defense has stepped up early. Even in that Houston game that they won, it was 32 points to Houston in the first quarter. It was 40 points in the second and third quarters combined. Once the defense steps up, I think that to me is where – uh, you can get going. And I think the key to that is containing uh, DeJounte, but that means that somebody like Herb Jones can't pick up two fouls early on. He, you know, as much as we've kind of talked about him as being an all-defensive team kind of guy, uh, he still doesn't really get that much respect with the whistle early on. Um, and I think that's where uh, the kind of the, the tone has to be set. You have to set it early. You have to set it, uh, you know, in the first quarter. And I think him not having picking up those early fouls is going to be huge tonight. Uh, also, C.J. McCollum, he was coming off of he- uh, health and safety protocol. Yeah. Uh, I know he played in the last game. Uh, looked a little sluggish, kind of. I know yesterday he was asked by the media if it almost felt like when he came to the city of New Orleans after the trade. Um, do we see uh, a C.J. McCollum? Of you know a, a few games back, or is, you think he's still going to be kind of you know uh, struggling to get his, his his rhythm back? You know that was my question, Jordan. I asked him that question. You could have okay. You could have said okay. that. I mean, come on, man. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's why I asked it. That's why I asked it, Andrew. Uh, no, look, I, uh, it, it felt like that to me. Like just looking at it, right? Like it felt like he just didn't have a look. And he even joked. He's like, look, I had a little bit more lift than I did back then, right? But. I think the biggest thing is we saw the difference between C.J. McCollum game one when he got to New Orleans and the second game when he got a little bit of rest. And I think you're going to see a similar jump from him trying to get back to that. He mentioned still having, like, the COVID cough and, and doing all this kind of stuff. And he just he, – he didn't feel, I think, 100% like himself. I think a couple of days of rest, also getting the extra day off. This isn't just a – wasn't just a one-day thing here. For or, or when they had time off, they they got a couple extra days. I think that's going to help them as well. Kind of get this thing uh, back on track, at least offensively. Still, like I said, I think it's going to be on the, on the defensive side. And I think even that's where CJ kind of mentioned yesterday. But I, I do think that that's kind of what we see is is him get back to the guy that we've we've started to see basically average, you know, 29, 30 points as a Pelican. I think he gets back to that. And and along those lines, when you're talking defense, uh, there were two guys that have been kind of fighting a couple of injuries, but it looks like they were full go at practice today per um, Todd Graffinini. 
you know, Jose, I think he was fighting a, what is it, a laceration on his hand? Yeah. Um, yeah. is, is he full go? And do you believe that he's going to, that he's been an unbelievable story all season long? He has a guy that was a second round draft pick. Um, gets into the league, not even second round, he was an undrafted guy, yeah, undrafted and actually guy. is playing more more minutes than guys that are drafted, which is amazing. But the question I guess I have for you is that where do you see him coming in into this ball game, and, and how healthy is he? Yeah, I would think, I mean, it, as, as they said from the, the shoot-around reports, I mean, it seems like both guys are going to play. Um, I, I was actually kind of thinking, even when I saw the injury report yesterday, I was kind of more inclined to think that maybe Graham would probably be the one who sits just because he's dealing with actual soreness rather than just, you know, the cut that I think is probably just going to see how, how it feels. Especially since it's on his, pretty sure it's his left hand, his non-shooting hand, right? Oh, okay. But uh, Jose, Jose's been just incredible all year. The guy who comes in, even though he was an ACC Defensive Player of the Year, I mean, he's, look, I, I mean, if, if I think they list Jose at six foot, and if, if Jose's six foot, then Jordan's six six, okay? Like, it, it, it's just. <laughs> I am six six. It's. It, uh, yeah, maybe not. Uh, he he's just whatever you say on your Tinder profile is different. Um, <laughs> so Jose's just—I mean, he's a guy who like I, I feel like me and Jose look eye to eye, right? Okay, like he has just made the most of his of of, of the opportunities that's been given to him. He goes in, he works hard every day. He's getting shots in every day. He's working on floaters. He's working on things. Like he is just relentless, and I think. Well, I think one of my favorite things to watch this year has been, I think what Will Guillory has, has, uh, has called the chase down seal, where he just hides in the backcourt. Oh, yeah. And he'll like, he'll hide on the baseline and then just kind of, kind of sneak around. We were talking to Najee Marshall about that a couple weeks ago, and Najee says, he's like, I like when he does it to other people. But he's like, he did it to us in, I think it was all season workouts. I couldn't remember if it was in Summer League or National. He did it to, to them. And he, Najee's like, yo, we stopped the game. We're like, yo, man, you can't do that to us. Like, that's just, you can't get down like that. I mean, but it just kind of shows you, he does that stuff all the time, whether he's doing it in pickup games with uh, with the team, if he's doing it somewhere like, he really just gets after it, and that's just who he is. And I think uh, that's what's kind of made him such a such a fan favorite and made him such a good player uh, to start out right now. I don't know if he still tops, but I know about a week or two ago, and you, know, you can take plus minus for what it is as a stat, but... He was leading all rookies in the NBA in plus-minus this year. It just kind of goes to show you the positive impact that he makes every time he's on the floor. Andrew, two-part question. Um, obviously, B.I.'s dealing with uh, the, the tightness in his uh, hamstring or leg or whatever. Um, is, is you think we have any possibility of getting him back uh, this weekend or Monday game the back from the back-to-back? I, I, probably unlikely. I think if uh, – I, I would probably look for him to return – or, you know, I would think they try to have him back for that homestand. He is not team right now, as Will Guillory reported, because of a non-COVID illness. Um, so I, I think maybe that makes it difficult to get him back this week or, or this weekend, especially. I don't think, even if it's not COVID, you don't want to, I, I mean, and I don't know what it is, but, like, if he's got the flu, I don't think you want him around the team right now, right? Like, you don't, right. Want, you don't want the team getting sick, even if it is non-COVID. But... I think I think maybe what they'll do is give him the weekend, but I think you can maybe see, uh, you know, let, hey, let's kind of take this time and get him back, and maybe 
you know, we have him in the, uh, you know, for the stretch run that starts with the final. Well, well, with that being said, Andrew, you know, that's a lot of points that you're trying to make up. I like the fact that Herb's been more aggressive on the offensive end, especially driving the ball to the basket. I mean, obviously his three yeah. has been much improved, but the fact that he's taken the ball to the rim and, and absorbed some contact has been wonderful. But the question I have for you, and I know a lot of, a lot of listeners want to hear about, is Trey Murphy. You know, when he's gotten extended minutes, it seems like he settles into the game and gets into the flow a little bit more. It's been those times that he's coming in and trying to force it. If he doesn't hit that first shot, it gets between his ears that, like, oh, no, I didn't make the play, and I think there's a lot going on there. What, what's your take on the whole Trey Murphy thing? You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Nikhil Alexander-Walker. When when Nikhil was getting or wasn't getting the consistent minutes, you saw, you know, in his previous two seasons, before obviously before the trade, when he would get the inconsistent minutes, he would try to force things and get in there. And I think what what Trey is trying to do is, I think Trey's issues are, have been more on the defensive end, and maybe why he hasn't gotten time. And I think he's he's putting in a lot of effort, he's putting in a lot of work on that side of the floor. We have seen uh, him make a lot of strides, find himself in the rotation. Even you know, I, I, as Brandon has been out, I think he's going to continue to still get minutes tonight. Um, and I think he's got to kind of get to the point where, hey, if that first shot doesn't go, I, I have to make up that effort on the defensive end. I have to make up that defense. You know, I, I, I got to just bring energy. I got to, I got to crash the boards. I got to be on the offensive glass if that shot isn't falling. And I think once, once he kind of gets settled in with that, you'll start to see, you know, more consistent minutes. And look, Brandon's going to come back very soon. You're also probably looking at Larry Nance coming back very soon. Um, so I think between the two of those, I mean, that's a lot of minutes that I think are going to get uh, going to get pushed in here. So it's going to be important for Trey to kind of make his mark before that happens. Andrew, before we let you go, and I appreciate your time as always. Um, March Madness, who do you have in your Final Four? Or is it already busted after last night's loss with Kentucky? Yeah, we're not we're not talking about my Final Four. <laughs> so you did have Kentucky uh, in your Final Four? No, I had Iowa in my Final Four. I was a very oh, big yeah. Keegan Murray. Rip. I'm a very big Keegan Murray guy. I think Keegan Murray's going to be. Uh, I, I like him in in terms of like I think he's a top ten pick. Uh, but then I forgot Fran McCaffrey is still Fran McCaffrey. So, um, yeah, it happens yeah, to the not, best of us, Andrew. It happens what to the best you, of us. Do you still have your Final Four intact? I had 25 brackets filled out, Andrew. I, I'm still trying to look at them and see if I even have one that's. Well, perfect. Andrew, like everybody else who's got an opinion about the Deshaun Watson thing, what, what's your opinion right there? Uh, if he goes to Atlanta, uh, I believe everything that happened, if he goes to New Orleans, I think <laughs> <laughs> He becomes the most hated man in, in New Orleans, obviously. Yeah, I, think, I think that's how most fans feel, honestly, and I know fans can be fickle with things, but I think once the kind of, the due process kind of fills out, but I think like, look, I, I've kind of, kind of shifted on that because I think for two things, Three first round picks plus a player plus maybe in, you know a second or a third or something like that. Maybe multiple players plus the contract. I mean, like there's like thirty million in cap space right now. Get Jameis, get Armstead back, and then make make some signings. Like I don't, I don't know. Like and keep your first round pick for the next. That's a, years. that's a good plan, B. I'm with you on that, Andrew. Andrew, so thank I, you. I, I like wins. Andrew, as always, like I said, thank you so much for your time. Now you got a lot going on. Got to cover the Pelicans tonight as they take on the Spurs, like we talked about. You can follow Andrew over on Twitter at. And I just want to say, Andrew's a fine young man, and he's also a Holy Cross man as well. How do you know Andrew? <laughs> we go way back. Uh, okay. General D, thank you for having me on today, Jordan. Emoji.
Glad you can oh, make it for on. me. I got the emoji. And All go right. Pals. Yeah, go Pals. Later, guys. Later. All right, you can follow him over on Twitter at underscore Andrew underscore Lopez. When we come back, let's let's kind of dive more into um, more NFL news like we were just talking about with Andrew, that last question there. Um, you're listening to the flagship station of your New Orleans Pelicans, ESPN Radio New Orleans. It's time to have fun, so come on in. Come on in and win. It's magic. Cash magic. Come and feel the magic. Cash magic. Great news for our video poker players. Cash Magic LaRose has reopened. Yes, Cash Magic LaRose is open and bigger and better than ever in our brand new casino right here in LaRose on Highway 308. So come on in and win. You'll always be a VIP Cash Magic. Gambling problem 877-770-STOP. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. It's crawfish season and Louisiana crawfish are ready for boiling. Rouse's Markets has special seafood boiling rooms in stores. Yep, these guys are professional boilers. Rouse's Market starts with the prettiest Louisiana crawfish, of course. But the key is the Rouse's Down the Bayou Seafood Mix. It's seasoned with just the right amount of lemon and onion and garlic and heat. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot. 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. That's 11 to 7 at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. It's Tango Day, everybody. Follow after me and step and bet and slide and dip. That's Tango. Why is Ice T leading our Tango class? It's probably the heart-shaped Honey Nut Cheerios. He found out they can help lower cholesterol. Now he's having fun taking care of his heart in all sorts of new ways. Let's see those hips move, people. Hurry and get your heart-shaped Cheerios. They're only here for a limited time. excited about a show where we just talk talk sports that's how they talk in the major league now back to the sports hangover with gus kattengal welcome back to the sports hangover one more segment and then that is it for our number two shows flying by so far um, i'm alongside with general d i'm jordan Kleber. um Earlier in the show, we had Ty Graffinini on, voice of your New Orleans Pelicans, Raphael Esparza earlier this hour, and the last segment, we had Andrew Lopez just to talk about um, what's going on with New Orleans Pelicans, and they play the San Antonio Spurs tonight, big matchup, but we do have an update that General D showed me before, uh, during the Andrew Lopez interview. Um, did you want to give that to us? Yeah, might Andrew, as well. Uh, Josina Anderson just reported that she's being told from the Falcons brass that has the keys to the city to bring his trade home with the Sean Watson. It'd be a surprise if he doesn't occur, doesn't occur based upon mutual interest in conversation. Um, she's telling that Atlanta is the lead dog to, to get this now. It seems like it may have flipped and, uh, separately she expects that Watson to receive new money in a restructured contact, contract once the trade is done. If that's the case, honestly, I, if I'm the if I'm a Saints fan, I wouldn't be you know discouraged by that at all because I, like I saw in a tweet, your plan B was originally your plan A. So, correct, correct. I mean, what, 
I got to think that the Saints have been in contact with him as well along this whole process. I mean, Gail Benson, what, what, Jameis Winston, or are you talking about Deshaun? No, I I think that the Saints organization, Mickey Loomis, the people that represent him, at least with his agent, are kind of like walking through this whole thing with him all along. And if they are giving this out to Jacina, it's probably getting back to New Orleans. And I would think... This, the Saints are in the kind of organization, you know, now that that is one of the top organizations in all of NFL that do their due diligence on making sure that they take care of the little things. Like anything, little things are big things. And if you put a bunch of little things in, that's going to translate into wins later and, and, and success. And this is a situation where I think, like you mentioned, that this was their plan A, but they definitely have a, a B and a C. I think that Jameis Winston is the guy that they're going to go after. Hopefully this was something that they were able to negotiate while this was going on. But now that puts Jameis Winston in a little bit better situation, maybe this gives him a little bit more long-term stability that they go in and and give Jameis the full shot. Maybe he was looking before as maybe a two-year deal. Maybe they're putting on the table a three-year deal and, you know, with player, with a team option with a fourth or whatever it may be. Especially clearing up so much. Absolutely. The cap space is huge that they've cleared up. This is a team that's ready to win now, and like we've talked about earlier in the show, that if it's a football decision, the Saints are the clear choice. But if it's not a football decision, and the decision is about going to Atlanta because he wants to be amongst his friends and his family and all that stuff, and he's worried about making club appearances, you know, that's that's a different situation. He's actually a guy we don't want. But if it's truly about football and he's torn because he's, he's trying to make sure that he makes the right decision for his long-term future, as we've talked about before, that he has to he has to have a big reclamation project that's going to have to go, and it's going to be based upon his wins. The wins kind of secure, all, you know, kind of wash away all the evils in sports because at the end of the day, this is entertainment, and we need to keep that in perspective. We have the ability to put our eyeballs on the entertainment or look away, but if you're expecting that Deshaun Watson is going to be the face of the franchise and are going to be the, the moral compass for your children, that's not where you want to be. You know, so that's where we're going to keep in perspective that if this doesn't work out, we have a plan B, and it actually could be very solid because I do think that Tom Brady is going for his one last chance, and that team is 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 got some some chinks in the armor as well. Right? Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to go to the Saints? I mean, you look at both fan bases, the Atlanta Falcons and New Orleans Saints fan base, and they're completely different. One has a you know sold out stadium every single week, and the other one, yeah, look, you, you see basically the red and black every single week, and if you, you lose three out of your five first games of the season over in Atlanta and you're supposed to be the guy that brings everything back together. Uh, well, look at the loyalty that's been there shown with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's a guy that, that's taken this franchise as far as they could go. One MVP took him to the Super Bowl. And if it wouldn't have been for some bad play call, and I know it's, it's the ongoing joke, but, you know, they should have had a championship. And they didn't, unfortunately, and actually fortunate for the Saints that we, we have the leg up on them because they are our rivals. But in the same hand, they, they did not do right by, that, by, by Matt Ryan. And they're now in a position that they're trying to trade him, if that is the case, to open up for the young gun of, of, of Watson. And, um, you know, quite frankly, that's, you know, that's the, the one you're with, I guess. If, you know? if that's the case, I'm happy if I'm a Saints fan. Hey, Atlanta, go throw your whole, you know, go throw a lot of, you know, assets next away. assets away uh, in the coming years. Hey, we'll see you down the road in five, six years. From a, from a pure football perspective, the Atlanta Falcons do not have a, a, a solid run game. Their line has been a shambles because, obviously, Matt Ryan has been on his back more than he's been upright. Their receiving core, their best receiver is now signed elsewhere. Their main guy is a, was a rookie last year as a tight end who has a great prospect, and he's actually a very good player. But other than that, 
offensive weapons are very, very dormant. And they do not have anything else that's coming in awaiting in the wings because if you do have to trade away these, these picks and these assets, you're not going to reload for a guy like that. To, to um, Raphael's point before about not being around for a bunch of games, and once again, the Saints are kind of prepared for that. We've shown that we could win with Taysom Hill in a different type offense. We do have a young rookie quarterback in, in book that if, if Watson came on and Jameis is not in the fold, those guys could actually kind of right the ship, get you, get you down the, but you're looking further down the future. Whereas if he's not on our roster and you move to Winston, you're looking to win now and trying to maximize the team you have at hand. Right. And again, this segment's open and the next segment, next hour's open. You can call in 800-998-1003. Give your take on everything that's happening with the New Orleans Saints. Or if you want to talk about Pelicans, whatever you want to talk about, March Madness, call in. Buddy will take your phone call, and uh, you'll be on with General D and myself, Jordan Kleber. Um, Ty actually, Floyd's going to start for uh, LSU, as a matter of fact, for baseball. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that's a, I just got an update on that. So Ty Floyd will be the starting pitcher for LSU. Tonight. I see that we do have a phone call. Wait for, to, for Buddy to tell me who that is. Uh, but, no, I, let's just keep talking about the Deshaun Watson situation, but uh, I'm I'm fine with this. Like I said earlier, if he goes to Atlanta, that's fine. Go ahead, go go have fun. It, when it comes down to it, it's going to be Tampa and the Saints competing for the the NFC South. Yeah, I believe so. Also, I do think it'd be a complete scheme fit difference. So you would have to change your offense a little bit to 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 Deshaun Watson's skill set um, because he do have the ability to do some more RPOs with him. Very similar to the Taysom Hill role where he's able to run. Um, but I do think that if you're looking at just purely pocket passer and some of the things that he's able to do is an elite talent. I mean, if you're looking at it purely as a football decision for the organization and as for, for Watson. Um, the thing that I think is very interesting is that some of the moves that have been made quietly behind the scenes with the restructuring of the contracts. Um, a lot of guys, which I couldn't believe when I was listening to some of the national media, like, oh, is Marcus Davenport going to be a part of this deal? Once they restructure their contract, they can't be, by a legal standpoint, because of their salary camp, can't be included into the mix. So that's why guys that are on the the, the rookie contracts have a more chance of being moved um, because once they've started to restructure some of this stuff to get themselves underneath the cap, they can't be included into the trade. So guys that have, that have uh, restructured have been on Yamada. He's, he's restructured. Actually, um, Jenkins restructured. The guy Roby that was we we got gave away for a, a third round pick to Houston and we got him in. Um, it's very interesting to see how the Saints have seen these dominoes coming in. I hate hearing the national media as well talk about how they're always in cap hell and they're you know what are they going to do? They keep mortgaging themselves. To well, the they future. say oh well next year it's going to get them. Well, not yeah. if it, the number keeps going up. Correct, the number is going to continue to go up. Unless, you know, something happens. And at that point, well, then you have to pay the piper. But the way the system is working right now, Kai Harley and, and Mickey Loomis are working it to perfection. Yeah, and I agree with you. Lee, I see you're on the line. Uh, we're almost to the top of the hour, um, final hour of the show. So I'll make sure to get you on um, at 2 o'clock if you just hold on for for a few more minutes. Um, you're listening to the Sports Hangover. I'm Jordan Cleaver. That's General D. Flagship station of your New Orleans Pelicans, ESPN Radio NOLA. Dale's semi-annual sale is the perfect time to power up productivity and gaming victories. Now you can save what Dale employees save on high-performance